Hello and welcome to the 77th episode of the Overclock Podcast. Overclock Z A all vowels in place. That is how you found us. That is how you that is how you found us and listening to us right now. Thank you very much for tuning in for another episode. I'm I am Lindsay Shooters. I'm a freelance technology analyst, writer, PR person for certain brands as well. And I'm joined as always by Tech Luminary and the editor, sole editor of Tech Magazine, the largest consumer technology magazine on shelf in the country, Gavin Dudley. Gavin, how are you doing? Hi, we're doing great. Thank you. We're all safe. I'm not wearing a mask, but I don't need to wear a mask. I'm just busy um, bunkering down with the family at home. I actually have not been out in public for seven weeks that's longer than most lockdown people it's been seven yeah. weeks for me i've not been on a public road apart from traveling in ambulances <laughs> for seven weeks <laughs> we'll unpack that situation Latest, at the time. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. like okay. like to put little breadcrumbs in each episode to like piece together what actually happened to you <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. But it's weird. I haven't missed it at all. That's a sign of a true geek. You can go seven weeks without having to deal with the public and you're fine. You know? yeah. My wife and kids um, have actually been um, locked out. They haven't been out of the house since the week before lockdown started because we geez. just kept them back from school all right. uh, um, okay. Okay. when the social distancing stuff started. And yeah, yeah she. I'm also one of the designated people who does the shopping. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. yeah, she has not seen the outside world, which is I like told her like we like doing like these drive through sort of parking lot drop of things at Woolworth. So yeah, you can go to that one. She's like, no, okay. yeah, we must do a part. Like, cool, man. I'm I'm all about that life. Well, that's cool. That's cool. I mean, it's because you've got like a little community thing at home. I mean, you've got your in-laws around as well. Yeah. So at least you know you've kind of got like people to bounce things around. You know, yeah. I think. I know some people who are all alone in lockdown. They're like just single people. And I can see them yeah. freaking out slowly but surely. Huh. Okay. Hectic. Oh, that's crazy, man. Kevin, all right. I mean, hmm. Spectrum. Spectrum's been a big thing. Temporary 5G licenses. Take us through the 5G stuff and then I'll jump in on the Spectrum things with my own sort of personal anecdotes. Yeah. So, I mean, at the risk of boring all the listeners who don't pay that much attention to the the, the deep diving in the telecom sector, this stuff actually fundamentally affects your life in lots of ways you might not have thought about. So, you know, cellular service is something you take for granted until it doesn't work, or until it switches off, or until your phone dies or something, and then you suddenly find yourself all crippled. So cellular service is fundamental to how the average South African is getting through their day, especially less advantaged South Africans. So um, as the lockdown kicked in, ICASA, the telecoms regulator, was then forced to give people access to radio wave frequencies for cellular service that they'd been withholding and planning to make a lot of money off down the line. But then it became a crisis that we keep the South African population happy on the cellular signal. So they started lending these, leasing these, auctioning these off, not auctioning off, they leased the, well, they, no, no, let me get this right. They are lending these frequencies to a couple of people who applied for extra bandwidth so they can make sure that when the whole countries in lockdown everyone will have some kind of decent service so lots of people applied but only a handful were ultimately granted um, access to this extra spectrum to make the cellular service work better Um, 
so I'm not going to bore you with the details of the various frequencies, but they are the frequencies that were being kept for use for 5G. But mm. the truth is, Vodacom, MTN, all these people have been so desperate for frequencies to use just to improve their 4G service that I think that right now they're just happy to have these to keep their 3G and 4G services running optimally. But in the future, these frequencies will be used for 5G. So only 17 of the 35 companies who have applied were actually granted licenses in the end. And unfortunately, it's just the usual suspects. It's MTN, Vodacom, it's Rain, it's uh, Liquid Telecom, you know, all the, the kind of big players yeah. that already exist. And of course, Telcom. Telcom, in fact, has got its nose a bit out of joint. It thought that some of these frequencies were its exclusive frequencies, and now ICASA shared them out with all its competitors. Yeah. So its nose is a little bit out of joint with that. Um, but I guess uh, what interests your average especially lesser privileged people in South Africa, is that these licenses come with a whole lot of provisos. You have to make available virtual education resources for people who want to use them. That's all zero rated, so it doesn't come off your usual data on your phone. It means you can use these services basically for free. There's no impact on your data use. And this is the proviso of being granted these things by ACASA is that you will set up learning environments for people, which I think is an excellent way to do it. You know, it's like a... It's like a uh, a social tax, as it were. Um, yeah. And all li all websites and internet resources related to the pandemic are being zero rated. That means that you can use them without them being coming off your data quotient with your provider. So mm. all pandemic resources, all education resources, plus the people who've been allocated this bandwidth must create education resources. I haven't seen what they've actually done, but this is the proviso of having these frequencies available to them and it only lasts for this uh, the national state of disaster so after that they'll all be taken back again and auctioned off probably at great expense so that's kind of the the big picture but i gather that your personal experience has not been as as great as, <laughs> as the sounds right <laughs> no not at all so so there's a story now um my, my broadband have done some great work using their own they have a, a speed test app and they've been cross-checking data on there, and mm. the rain network speeds have dropped down from an average of 20 megs per second, megabits per second, uh, before lockdown to around 12 megabits per second right now, and 10 in some areas. Um, mm. So just uh, that's just a, a byproduct of just network congestion right now as everyone's trying to access the internet through every single means that they can, where my LTE router that came via telecom that I bragged about last week. <laughs> <the weekend>. Last <laughs> week, yeah. <laughs> it, it was, uh, it, I think that was, uh, I jinxed it. Because now my seat is <laughs> yeah, exactly. like single digits, man. <laughs> uh, man, I wonder how that can be, man. Surely, I mean, have you got good signal strength? Have you got full uh, bars? So I am at, I don't know what the numbers mean. But when, it, when I put it in the office, it was at 31. It's just an arbitrary number that number. it has. It's just mm. 31. Signal strength, 31. But like all the bars are full. All, all the bars yeah, are it's blue. A 31 out of 40 or 31 out of 100 <laughs> or what? You know? Yeah. Jeez. So the bars are full. Okay. All right. Yeah. So then I realized, because uh, I tried to manage, I was trying to check like if I didn't pay or something, like are we mm -hmm. browsing at reduced speeds? And on the dashboard, on the telecom dashboard, it still shows the ADSL connection. Then I figured out that the ADSL connection is still live until the 1st of May. So they haven't okay. done the full transition yet. 
So right. I've then subsequently moved the LTE router to inside, to the kitchen for like general Wi-Fi. And then mm. everybody needs to use it for productivity, like my sister-in-law's video calls, my wife's video calls and stuff, like for work stuff. Like that all runs off the, L, the ADSL router now. Um, so does, where does that I'm mean... Getting consistent 10 megs per second. So have you set up two separate Wi-Fi networks and people connect to the one or connect to the other, depending on what they're doing? Uh, yes. Yes. Okay. That is right. exactly what's happening now. Um, I am quite impressed by my network, network architecture skills. May I ask what kind of um, data allocation you've got on the LTE? Is it, is it um, uncapped or? Uncapped. Uncapped on LTE. Yeah. Okay, because Telcom yeah. encouraged you and partially forced you to go this route. Yes. Yes, but um, for those who don't follow what's going on, I mean, Telcom has lost billions of rands to cable theft, even over the last two or three years, billions of rands to cable theft because it's all made of copper. So people steal the stuff out the ground, but they steal like, you know, two and three kilometers of cable at a time. So it's not like, you know, a little piece of cable that they've got on the back of a bucky. They actually reel the stuff up at hundreds of meters at a time. And as a result, Telcom has tried to move everyone that can onto LTE, which is, of course, wireless and cellular so they can get yeah. away from the cable infrastructure i don't know they should have started that like probably five or six years ago they would have saved themselves billions mm. right, okay phoning so, the, the the telecom customer care line right now is just a laughable it's, it's hilarious because you phone and they're like oh due to the lockdown we are working on stick skeleton staff and experiencing mm. high volumes of calls and then they just kind of route you to the app yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so sick of hearing that you're getting high volumes of calls. It's people who are calling you back to complain about the first call they made. <laughs> um, so amongst so, all of this, the 5G things, there was a 5G phone that launched, Kevin, actually two in uh, the time that you have been away. Um, okay. the, the LG V50 went on mm. sale in South Africa. Um, oh, man, we love our LGs, man. Jeez. Okay. I was Are actually we... due to uh, due to get it on test, um, and then lockdown happened, and mm. like literally the day before lockdown kicked in, the PR emailed me and she was like, um, "It's with another journalist in Cape Town. Oh. If you can get it from them, you can oh, have it for the lockdown." Man. And I was like, "Really, really?" <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I think it's Mr. Peterson, probably. Yes, it yeah. is. Ah, yes, I guess right. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, okay. And then the um, Huawei. P40, that hmm. is alive and well in South African markets right now. Okay, what is the situation with Google services on the P40? Something we've discussed a lot on the show. Still not at all. Like P40 is just moving on. It's actually hilarious. Um, they are pushing out different sort of specials and things now as they get more developers on board on App Gallery, which is Huawei's own little app yes. store. So yeah. the Woolworths app is now on App Gallery. And if you download it, I don't know how many are still left. There were 192 of like 200. Mm. You can get a 200 Rand gift voucher okay. just for downloading the app on your Huawei device on App Ooh. Gallery. So, okay. Yeah. Little incentives, yes. Okay. <laughs> Not a bad idea. Um, for those who, who may be late to the party, you probably do know that the U.S. has withheld all its technologies from Huawei, the company. Now, yeah. that included most specifically the Google services that Huawei needs to install on its Android phones. So now you can get an Android phone from Huawei 
and it won't have Google Maps and it won't have Google Search and it won't have Gmail and it won't have those things on it. And you have to basically use workarounds to get those things. But the workarounds yeah. have gotten easier and better because what Huawei has done is invested huge amounts of money in creating its own app store where you can download those things with a sort of a one-click system. Am I correct or am I getting the wrong end of the stick? Uh, you are correct, but the weird thing, my sister has a Huawei, some light one, and she was complaining that a Gmail, like a Google Apps, are starting mm. to stick a little bit, like they're just mm. to hang and not be as responsive. I don't know how true that is. Obviously, this is all locked down. I haven't had hands-on with it myself. Um, right. The other thing is all the apps that require like Google sign-ons or things that you have signed into via Google, mm. um, those things don't work or you have to like create new accounts, I've seen in some cases. Mm. Um, yeah, That's no, it's bad. And the other thing is Google and Apple are currently developing um, contact tracing software. That yes, very interesting. Like the Google Play <coughs> services, Google specifically. And that currently cannot then be shared with Huawei devices at all. So like mm. most of China. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, where things are really needed. Very mm. important of software which is which is really weird to see what sort of workaround they're going to do if they're just going to run it open source and then hope some developer will do something that plugs into to the huawei thing yes i mean the backstory to that which is probably potentially one of the bigger no news stories for the week that has been around for days so we didn't really bring it up but what has happened is that um for the sake of the listeners um google and apple have gotten together to create an app which you can download to your phone uh, it's not you're not obliged to have it on your phone, but if you do have it on your phone, then uh, it can, using a kind of lightweight Bluetooth, it can recognize other people who have this on their phone, so that when you meet these people, bump into them and communicate with them and associate with them, it can keep track of who you've hung out with, friends, associates. Uh, colleagues from work, family, and so on, if they've got the app on their phone, which means that if you were to test positive for COVID-19 somewhere down the line, it becomes super easy for them to track back to see who you've had contact with. Of course, it's not a perfect system. It only works with people who've actually put the app on their phone. But it's a very interesting way in which technology could really save a lot of time and trouble. Mm. You know, when they try and track back for who you've had contact with, it can take days and it's imperfect. An app like this could really work. But if they're going to withhold it from China and if it's just going to be voluntary, then, you know, it's a limited in its application. But yeah. interesting that they've excluded China from things like that via Huawei phones. Yeah. Yeah, I mm. definitely like to to volunteer for those sorts of services because the pick and pay that I frequent. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's and it's happened twice now. It's being desanitized. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, the first time was on the Easter weekend, and I was there on the Saturday um, getting supplies, and they closed down that whoa, evening. Whoa. And it opened like on the Tuesday, I think. Yeah, last week Tuesday, because they had uh. a, a person tested positive. I think the person oh. was sent home like Thursday, so I don't right. know. And it, um, yesterday, I was at the store. <laughs> As I was leaving... I noticed there wasn't a queue of people coming inside and there's like a <laughs> signboard that they put up like maybe a third of the way up the queue to like say this is how far you must be apart okay. and like all the information signs and this had now been packed across the entrance door 
to oh, the store geez, under the no. managers were, like they were closing the, the place down and i asked right. him i was like what's up and he's like no no nothing and and then my sister-in-law went to like the chemist the, later that day and they were like oh no they had another incident I was like, oh jeez <laughs> wouldn't you, wouldn't you love to like, see like secret cam footage of the deep cleaning they do in a supermarket i mean do they like cover up the bread and stuff before they start spraying or how, what do they how do they deep clean a whole supermarket <laughs> i mean you don't know what that employee's touched maybe that was the guy packing the rick coffee on the shelf you don't know that and you go in and pick up the rick coffee you know exactly. i mean are they going to spray every single shelf what do they do in the deep cleaning i would really like to know i don't you know, know but yeah definitely if if somehow my phone could have interacted with that person's phone if i uh-huh. was in the same space that they right. operated i would Definitely like to know for my own sanity. But moving on, Huawei P40. So the two models, yes. the Pro and the non-Pro, standard P40. <laughs> so I've been trying to work on a story um, for that opinionguy.co.za, which has not been very active through the lockdown period because people need facts now, not opinions. Sure, sure. Uh, um, but with all these Pro phones... So we basically they just get like a bigger battery and some extra camera, but and then you're like, okay, cool, that's that's cool, but how is that pro? For me, so far only Sony with the Xperia One Mark II Pro mm-hmm. still mm-hmm. forthcoming, where they put like the HDMI port on the phone that you can then use as a monitor. Oh, for a professional I camera. see. So that so becomes you- like a tool. So you want Pro to not mean XL or X or supersized yeah. or fancy. You need Pro. Yeah. You want Pro to mean um, used used by professionals. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Like this okay. has become part of your professional like work ecosystem or something. And okay. yeah. So I suppose yeah. You see, Samsung does that. It's called a Note, Lindsay. It's called the Samsung <laughs> Note. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. They don't use the Pro thing. They went ultra with with this. With their yeah. Big one. Like, but it's still yeah, a consumer product, you know, that the, the S20s are still consumer product. If you want the business, the full business package, get the note, you know, whereas Apple is much more confusing. So so what's the top iPhone called now? It's called it's, uh, 11 iPhone Pro. 11 and XL. 11 Pro Max. Pro yeah. Max. You see, they're using yeah. Pro and nothing Pro about it. At least Samsung's not using the word Pro. They're using Ultra, right, for the yes, top they're model. they're using Ultra. And plus, okay. plus the other one. And then, yes, which is much less misleading than using the phrase pro, <laughs> using the word pro. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, so you're getting a massive 40 megapixel pixel ultra-wide cinema camera. Oh. This is on the... Uh, you're getting a 3D sensing depth camera. You're getting a 12 megapixel telephoto camera with up to 50 times zoom, 10 times hybrid five times optical, which is, ah, you know, there. and then a massive 50 megapixel ultra vision camera sensor with the RYYB color filter array and Octa. <laughs> <laughs> Are you listening to yourself saying all this? <laughs> Octa phase detection autofocus. And it's a, it's a one over 1.28 inch so it's pretty big. It's, it's, a, it's a massive sensor. It's like just about one and a half inch. I mean, half an inch. Um, ultra vision sensor. Ultra vision, Gavin. I, I, <laughs> I, 
Eurovision, what we all need now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. I mean, why is the P40 not made more of a splash? Is it because it launched in this time of lockdown and they just can't grab the headlines because there's too much going on? Or is there just not enough to the damn phone and they couldn't have a nice glitzy event and so on? You know. I think it's because they don't have Google services. Yeah, actually. and I think for their own sake, they need to downplay this a bit because if people are going to spend top dollar on a phone and then have a bad experience, it could really hurt their brand as a whole. So I think it's right for them to downplay it a bit. Although yeah, it's, their biggest, the- it's their biggest thing of the year, it must be very hard for them to <laughs> downplay the biggest thing of the year. You know. So yeah. right before this, they had a launch for the uh, the MatePad Pro something, which is pretty much a clone of the of the iPad Pro, the current mm-hmm. iPad Pro, like. Literally looks the same. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, and now the the P40 series looks like the ultra the the from behind at least it looks like the 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 what's it the Samsung stuff the S20 yes, yes. the S20 family. So even Richard, you like midway through the presentation um, was like. I'm not actually interested. Like, he didn't say it, but in his actions, it seemed like he wasn't interested in his own products anymore. Because oh. I think he realized, like, he just realized, like, oh, crap, we are, this is an Apple presentation with a Huawei logo on it. <laughs> and I know okay. I've been critical of Huawei since the Google thing. Like, I've quoted as saying, um, the world isn't losing a lot without Huawei because they've just been aping Apple and other companies all the mm. time. Uh, they haven't been bringing anything new since like the P20 series. Um, yeah, sure. Yeah, it, it's actually a shame to see how far they've they've dropped now. Just in well, terms of my own, interest, like I, I don't even care about the P40 really. Didn't didn't the P30 have that? extraordinary zoom where if you had your camera on a stable base you could do like mega long distance zoom and stuff like that no because then i suppose samsung did the same thing straight after right yeah, yeah. but even those things have proven to be less than useful. Yeah. like else yeah, had yeah. it right all along with the ultra wide camera because mm-hmm. no one cares about telephoto like you want to take a picture of something over there just go closer to it <laughs> okay. No, 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 no. I think telephoto is indispensable for getting the right framing on your shot, you know, to cut yeah. out like extraneous things. You can't, that's the whole point is that a lot of things you can't get much closer to, you know, 90% lions of the under time, a tree. <laughs> um, 90% of the time, it's going to crop from your main sensor anyway. And anyway. Improve okay. And yeah. yeah. Okay. Anyway, yeah, P40, so, yes. So nothing to recommend on the P40. Yeah. Batteries, um, uh, the awesome new Kirin 990 processor with enhanced AI and everything. Yeah. Still got the periscope zoom stuff. Um, mm. Yeah, I think the uh, smart buy, if you really are into buying Huawei stuff right now, was obviously going to be the the P40 standard, which has a slightly smaller but also still gigantic um, main camera sensor. And, yeah, you're getting all of the same kind of functionality for 75% of the price. So so how many P40 variants are there? Two? Uh, there are two variants, yes. And the, the Pro price and the points? Non- oh, there is a light also. Sizes. Oh, there's uh, a light also. Yes. There is a light as well. Um, oh, goodness. 
This is hilarious. Did, did we, have we got I, local pricing? Uh, yes, we do. I'm just trying to pull it up right now. Uh, it's okay. I mean, you can give us ballpark-ish if you want. Yeah, um, yeah we're looking at, yeah, they in the 20K mark for the, for the Pro. Mm-hmm. Which is just what phones cost nowadays. And then like 18K for the non-Pro. Right. I remember when Apple went into the 20K territory and it was like, oh, the whole world kind of gasped. And now like a year yeah. or whatever later, no one cares. I mean, the top Samsung is now like 28K or something like that. Yeah. You know? no, it's, yeah. it's madness. And with and folding fully, phones fully, and 5G. Yeah. And a fully stocked iPhone. Now, if you go fully, fully stocked, there's over 30K, I believe. Yeah. Uh, if you go with 500 500 gig storage and so on and so on. Yeah. Uh, on that note, um, you know, we were discussing last week. I was very excited for the SE that then launched yes. that night after we recorded. Yes, yes. <laughs> I, I even got a little excited. Yeah, okay. And what, what's your consensus? So now we're discussing Apple's new budget phone. I guess we're going to call it a budget phone because it is actually a very good, very well-priced. And it's the Apple SE 2020 model. Right. And your thoughts? Yes. Um, it's the iPhone 8 with the iPhone 11's processor and the iPhone 10R's camera. Um, mm. And I love it. I love that form factor. Um, sure. I would have preferred something not water resistant with a headphone jack because I prefer headphone jacks on my devices. Um, but mm. they couldn't do that. I would have preferred the the smaller actual 4-inch size again, the, the original SE size. Um but yeah, as a tiny little Mighty Mouse phone, I can definitely see myself picking that up for myself if I if I have money again. And I was chatting with the <laughs> the, the Apple PRs locally, and yeah. it's feeling like a launch price of like ten and a half k um, at the yes. end of the month, towards like the middle of next month. That would be extraordinary for a new Apple phone with current tech in the processor and so on. That yeah. would be extraordinary. I must say, I think it hit, lands right in a sweet spot. And Apple very cleverly, despite making a more affordable product, they haven't made it a cheap product. That's the clever thing about it. You still feel like you're getting great value for the price you're paying, and you still feel like you've got great tech, even if your phone doesn't look remarkably like a cut like a like an iPhone 12 is going to look. But you know, there's so little distinction these days between the iPhone models, between the seven, the eight, and the ten. Well, I suppose the ten was a bit of a paradigm shift. But, you know, yeah. there's still a lot of iPhone 8s around and, you know, uh, you, you're just on, you know, on, on the level with all those people, but you've got superior processing power, which I know is this kind of thing that you're into. You actually use that capability of the phone. Yeah. Yeah. And I then, felt the, um, the screen was kind of yay small, man. 4.7 inch screen. No one's had those kind of screens for like three years, four years, man. It's the iPhone 8, man. <laughs> I know. This is what I mean. And, you know, in that sense, in that sense, it feels like a four year old phone, you know. I mean, no Android yeah. phone has been below five inches for at least three years, you know. So that's absurd. Yeah. They can give you a postage stamp, stamp, postage stamp screen on a 2020 phone. That's absurd. But okay, maybe um, that's not everybody's game, you know, the big screen thing. But mm. the top effect of like all these Apple devices coming in now is I was checking on my iStore.co.za. Um, obviously, ours are iStores and not Apple stores. Uh, the iPad Pros, um, the older ones, the 20, 2018 models, are now you can pick up a 64 gig iPad Pro 11 inch model for 
14,000 Rand, which is a really, really good price. And then mm. the older um, two years old MacBook Airs, you can also pick up for like under um, 20K, which is astounding value. No, but the older MacBook device. Airs are really, really old now. I mean, they're really, really old. The old no, MacBook I'm talking Air, about right? like the, the 2018 ones. Oh, I uh, see. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All Plus right. you have to deal with the, the, the butterfly switches. I mean, the, yeah, the butterfly keyboard, but yeah. still, it's, a, it's a proper functioning MacBook um, for Again, for Apple tech. getting away yeah. with farming off all its old tech as new tech, you know. I mean, the iPhone 8 <laughs> body, the R&D has been paid back on that, you know, body like 16 times, and now they managed to shoehorn another new phone into a body they built like three years ago. <laughs> yeah, very cool. Okay. If it benefits the consumer, I'm all for it. Gavin, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I would have to say that the, the SE is the thing. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That yes. brings us to a very, very important situation where you put out a list of your top 10 phones right now. Yes. Um, yes. Well, it was actually a list I wanted to collaborate on the list because I kind of sucked a lot of it out of my thumb. It was just like a feeling that was going with, and I needed to check that feeling against somebody else who'd <laughs> handled the same products I'd handled. So yeah. you, you've seen my list of top 10. Have you given it any thought and have you got any objections to what I've got in there? Um, I'm feeling you on your, your top five, I think, yeah. is the, the right feeling. Except okay. for the, the Galaxy S20 Ultra, because I will never allow anyone I love um, to <laughs> to purchase that device. <laughs> why? Because of the price? Because you think yeah, it's bad value? Okay. Yeah, all right, then I why don't you... it's good value at all. Okay, then so read, I, down, put the... read down your top 10 then. And, and well, where no, you I'll just go, it I'll from my list, list, you tell me why. Mm. I will just do top five. I'll do top five. Okay, top so, five. I will go iPhone 11, um, okay. then Galaxy S20, okay. then the Note 10, not the Note 10 Plus, okay. um, then the S10 Plus, actually. Ooh, okay, that's quite yes. a big departure, yes. And then the LG G8S, thank you. The 8S. The 8S, yeah, which uh, is probably going to no, sell for 8X, like 9. 8X. X, X, yeah. okay, all right. 8X, yes, the 8X. Okay, compared with the V50? Uh, Tricky. I haven't had Antoine <laughs> with the V50. Yeah, yeah, and neither of us have, so we can't call that, yeah. Yeah, I don't know what how, how that camera differs from what's on the G8X. Um, but yeah, G8X is packing the... It's got a rear-mounted... Does it have rear-mounted fingerprint sensor? No, in-screen. That's a that's one tick mark I have against it. I don't even notice the stuff anymore because I just don't use the fingerprint <laughs> sensors at all. <laughs> I don't even notice whether it's in screen or on the back or yeah, okay. But it's got the full ball. It's got the full ball camera for the G8 series, which I think mm. the main sensor was shared with the the V series of the time. And then it doesn't have a telephoto lens, importantly, and it has what LG. What you go to LG for, which is the beautiful premium audio experience. Yep, through the right. phone jack. Yeah. Through the so headphone like, jack, it must be stated, yes. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's so, how I will arrange that. Okay. So, um, you know, I don't believe in not 
factoring in price as a big component mm. in the South African market. So the list that I sent, Lindsay, really has got a list of phones based entirely on features, which means it's all singing, all dancing, yeah. and price is basically no criteria, which is impossible. It's impossible to think of phones without also thinking about the price, unless, of course, you're a Saudi Arabian prince or something like mm. that. The rest of us, price is always a factor. So here is a list of phones if price was not a factor, which is a, a deviation from Lindsay's list. Samsung's Galaxy S20 and S20 Plus, number one iPhone 11, number two. Galaxy Note 10 Plus, that's like the mega-sized one at number three. Now, these phones are all costing well over 20 grand. So, you know. Yeah. And there's the 11 Pro and the Pro Max, which, again, is costing even edging closer to 30 grand there, you know, if you want something properly stocked. That's number four. Samsung S20 Ultra, that's 28 grand or so for the for openers um, at number five. And then I'm going to rip through the rest. Uh, the Galaxy S10 and S10 Plus, iPhone SE I've put in there just because I can't get away from the value proposition. So it would come in at number seven just because it offers great power for the price. The yeah. iPhone SE 2020 launched last week. Samsung A71 is overpriced at nine grand, but it was almost our favorite phone from last year. It's slender, phenomenal battery life, phenomenal screen. For nine grand, it's going to hard to top that. Um, and then... I mean, you've, if you've listened carefully, you've noticed that I've now got to position number eight, and I haven't mentioned Huawei once. So that's top eight phones, all Samsung and iPhone. Then Huawei's P30 Pro comes in at number nine, followed by LG's ThinQ8X, which may or may not get displaced by the V50 when it gets here. Yeah. After that, let me just give you a quick look at what we've got. We've got another Nokia. We've got another iPhone. We've got another Huawei. We've got another LG and two or three more Samsungs to get to top 20 phones. Okay, but maybe we'll publish this list in the show notes for those who want to take yeah. issue with us and argue about it. Mm. Okay. <laughs> I like fighting with people on the internet. And Gavin, then just quickly in the how-to section, I am going to change one of our recommendations that we have gone through, that we have codified into this podcast, which is you do not buy a a a Windows laptop under seven grand, you mm. should rather buy an iPad. I am now going to say uh-huh. that you <laughs> can get away with buying a seven grand Windows laptop or even a laptop, a Windows laptop running newer-ish components um, with like four gigs of RAM, only if you are willing to live the Microsoft exclusive life. Like you're not using Google Chrome because Google Chrome yep. will kill your machine. You're right. using the new Microsoft Edge browser. You're using Win, uh, Word and all that, the Office 365 apps. And you are offloading as much as you can things onto an external hard drive. You can get away because I have been through this lockdown period testing the Acer, the Acer Spin 1, which has a Pentium processor, 64 gigs of storage, 4 gigs of RAM, and it's been running like a champion. Argue okay. with me, Gab. <laughs> All right. Um, I didn't particularly like the build quality. I found it a bit plasticky. But then we're looking at a price point. I think it's below seven grand, actually. I'm not sure yeah, what the price like point is. Five and a half, I think. Yeah, yeah you can't do better for five and a half. It did win in our shootout of budget laptops. It's a nice compact shape. So it really does fit in everywhere. Uh, I think it has SSD, I think. Yeah, which... which yeah. 
be enjoyed. That means, you know, it's, it's got one of those hard drives. It's made up of memory chips, which function super fast. So that's the Acer Spin 1. I thought the, the body panels were a bit on the plasticky side, but as yeah. a budget laptop, it does kick ass. Um, what's your screen size there? About 14 inch, 13, 14? Uh, this is 11 inches, I think. Okay. Again, you know, yeah. it's great for working in coffee shop. When you go home, plug into your external monitor, you know. That's how you want yeah. to work. Yeah. But importantly, the new Microsoft Edge browser, Gavin, I know right. I've converted you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it takes some doing. You know, I, I moved from Chrome to um, Opera. Opera, a little known browser, but also it was very lean and clean and efficient. And yeah. I stuck with that for about two years. And now you introduce this Edge thing. First of all, I started off with the wrong version of Edge. I just used the Edge that was inside my Windows already. And then I discovered, no, 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 because it wasn't a great experience. I actually had to download the new Edge browser, which was completely transformed from the one that I had standard inside my Windows. So you get the latest version with a download. The, my my secret favorite feature is pdfs it handles pdfs extremely well inside the browser now most of us if you work in the publishing industry or if you use a lot of pdfs you're used to using a separate pdf viewer to handle your pdfs in case you need to chop and change things you need to insert texts you need to mark up the pages that kind of thing well the edge browser has got pdf handling inside the browser that's so good you can do all those things in the browser so you don't have to run a separate pdf viewer which I found was taking up a lot of RAM. So that was great for me. And you, sir? Yeah, you ran a few tests on it, head-to-head um, -head against Opera and Chrome, and you found that it's faster. <laughs> yeah, and much smaller <laughs> RAM footprint. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I mean, it wasn't a highly yeah, scientific test, but just in general, yeah. Mm. Yeah, just in like anecdotal test myself, also ran a couple of speed, speed things like, I've just changed entirely now. I run Safari and Microsoft, the new Microsoft Edge. It's got the blue and green little wavy graphics. Swirly water-looking uh, sign, yeah. Yeah, it's built on the Chromium engine, so mm. it is compatible with, like, you can run Google Docs in there. You can do all those sorts of things, and it just works perfectly, and it's nice and light and doesn't kill your machine or doesn't try and eat your arm when you just want to watch, <laughs> like, a YouTube video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's got a little feature called collections as well, which is cool. It's like a scrapbooking system. So if you just want to keep, mm. if you're researching a topic, say you're researching COVID-19, you can just keep little clips, pictures, scraps of text, URLs, all sorts of resources. It'll put it together in a collection for you, which is really convenient. Yeah. Mm. Like yeah, I've, I've seen function. that. I haven't used it at all because for that sort of thing, I'll just use my iPad. But yeah, yeah I've, I've been pretty impressed. And I think that's a good tip to leave the people on because I'm being chased right. off of the internet because the ADSL router just died. <laughs> it's flashing <laughs> an orange light at me. I don't know why. And uh, everyone else is just crying on the Wi-Fi now because <laughs> we are soaking up all of the... I think you would have noticed quality drop as well. <laughs> okay, I haven't yet. Okay, I have to say our sound quality has been pretty good. Last week's sound quality was very good. Yeah. Yeah. Cool, Okay. Gavin. I will chat to you next week, man. Yes, good. Over and out. Everybody stay safe. Stay safe. Stay, safe. Sure. stay in your house.